Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So my main point with Joe Woods, my main point with this entire coaching staff discussion is that uh, I, if, if we really do need accountability after this season, Paul DePodesta would be enough for me. But I need to see something. I don't love the idea of running ba- running it back with this core, with this group, with this everything. Because yeah. let's be honest, we did that last year. You can't finish last in the division. You can't finish under 500. You can't go through the season that we just had and be like, you know what? We're just uh, we're right there, guys, because you're not right there. You are looking so far up to some of these other teams right now. We need to close that gap whatever way, whatever means possible. No, they do. They, they've got to figure out some way to, to change some things up. And, and certainly I hope this weekend's game – uh, albeit, you know, it's an important game for uh, for a lot of players and for the coaching staff. I, I hope that it, like if the Browns win this game and play really great and the defense plays great, I just hope that it doesn't sway decisions based off of this one game. I think it might. I think it definitely could. The case has been building for a very long time here with Joe Woods, and uh, but I feel like if he goes through and can legitimately close out the season again, when we play what he had to say earlier in the show, and you can use the Odyssey Rewind function if you want, start off the show and go from there, he sounds like a person that his complete mindset has flipped Dustin from where he was just three, four weeks ago. Yeah. You know, like, take you back to, like, ten weeks ago, and I just have a weird brain, so I remember these things, but remember when Joe Woods had the one comment about how he was staying up all hours of the night and his eyes were burning because he was just spending so much time watching tape trying to get this thing right? Like, he cared. He he legitimately cared. And then fast forward from that 10 weeks ago to, like, four weeks past that, and it, it, he sounded like a broken man. He sounded defeated. And he didn't sound like someone that was going to burn the midnight oil trying to make sure he got this thing right. More like, I'm going to keep coaching because this is what I have to do, but it is what it is. Yeah. We got the midnight oil guy back. We got we got the guy. It, that, that guy I heard today, that was the guy he that feels pretty, like he's coaching for his job. right? Yes, he was. He was very confident. And we know the Steelers games matter a ton, and we know they matter a ton to the Haslam's in particular. If it's Kevin Stefanski's call truly, that's left to be seen. I, I'll believe the reporting on that, that it is Kevin Stefanski's call. But Joe Woods, if they look good this weekend, don't be surprised if the uh, Black Monday doesn't hit Joe Woods hard. That's all I'll say on that. Two one six five seven eight double nine two. Jim, up next on the fan. Hello, Jim. Yeah, hi. Uh, I'd like to make a point on Woods and one on Stefanski, okay? Pretty okay. fast. Sure. On Woods, I've watched football all my life, and I've never seen defense so bad as those early six games of the year where he was experimenting, as he said himself. Okay? I couldn't stand to even watch it. How could he be such a good uh, coordinator if he lets you get that bad? and torpedo our season by experimenting. That's my point on Woods. And on Stefanski, on the Pittsburgh-Baltimore game, it was so refreshing to watching them kick field goals and, and going it on third and one, you know, playing the percentages, you know, not like Stefanski. Uh, you notice the Baltimore is supposed to be an analytical team, and they weren't doing what Stefanski does. On, on the goal line, they ran it in. And, they, you know, on fourth down, they were running it, it try, playing the percentages. So what do you think? All right, thank you, Jim. Appreciate you. No, I, I, I think you're, you're on to something there. I mean, I, I just do wish 
the Browns played a little bit more like Pittsburgh and Baltimore. They're, you know, their personnel, they've got a, they've got a quarterback that's just coming off not playing for a couple of seasons. Like they had a backup quarterback in the game. Like I, I just think you have to consider sometimes who your personnel is in terms of, you know, making those decisions to always go for it. As, yeah, a, for sure. as opposed to like just taking the point. Like the fact they took the points off the board in that commander's game. I thought if that if the game stayed the way that it was going to stay at halftime, I thought it was going to come back to haunt him. People were going to be livid. Oh yeah, at Kevin Stefanski. Like I mean, we've seen people get mad in the previous few weeks. But at you Kevin never Stefanski. know how a game's going to go, so every point may matter. Yeah, did he get off the hook on that though? Well, yeah, they won by two touchdowns. I mean, you win by two touchdowns, and people just don't bring it up. You know, it just I brought it up maybe earlier in the week once, maybe twice. I haven't heard you and Dustin bring it up too many times. It's one of those things. It's kind of. Sorry, you and Nick. I'm shocked I haven't done that yet already today. Going to break, I, I it's like a it's like a I got a fifty percent chance in my brain, and I just kind of pick out a name and go, and then we get to break and we're out of here. All just moving parts in our own stories. Am I right? It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time, no doubt about that. Uh by the way, Twitter reactions brought to you by our friends at Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Robert, your buddy, the Dark Satan. The man of many gifts, the Dark Satan. He's the man of gifts. He is. He told me the other day. What do you say he's gonna get me? He's talking about something. He's like, next time I go to Italy, I got you. Said, okay, you didn't get me a wallet like you got Dustin, but that's okay. That's neither here nor there. He says, when you say breaking news, I'm confident every listener is expecting to hear good news in regards to Hamlin. Okay. One, I don't know that that's true, but I have good news for you. We've had good news from Hamlin. Well, you heard in the updates, right? Uh, But this one from Mike Garofolo, before we get back to Kevin Stefanski and everything. He says, DeMar Hamlin asked doctors, did we win? They told him, quote, yes, you won the game of life. That's very sweet. That's sentimental. I like that. Uh, Hamlin also initially had a pulse but lost it while being attended to on the field. He received CPR within minutes, and his heartbeat was restored. One part of the story I feel like, Dustin, we're just not talking nearly enough, is how amazing the people on the field that were tasked with saving his life were able to do so. Like, Think about how incredible that is. We've never seen something like that in NFL history. At least, I'm sorry, as far as I've been watching NFL, I'm 33 years old, right? 33 years, I've never seen that. I feel like that's what I need just to follow me around the rest of my life. Oh, my goodness. Because if I ever go into a cardiac situation, they they had a plan. They had a plan. They They executed the plan. They executed the plan effectively and efficiently. Something, legitimately something I've never seen on a football field, and they knew within minutes what to do, how to do it, how to execute it, and then save his life. And it's, it's funny. I saw. Uh, I want to know who these people are. I want them to be celebrated all around the Super Bowl. I want them to be celebrated for years to come. Like that. Like what heroes? That's in, that's insane. We've never seen it before, and they were instantly being like, "This is what happened. This is this is how this went down. Let's get his helmet off. Let's get him into the CPR and get so, everything going in the right direction." And then they legitimately saved his life. It's incredible. So I saw this tweet last night. I'm not sure if you saw this from uh, Stephanie uh, Bell. ESPN. She said there was a call this this week or last night, I should say. Dr. Jim Ellis, NFL Director of Emergency Preparedness, shared a particular tweak made to the NFL EAP this year. Last year, Ellis was attending the Euros at Wembley, same tournament where Christian Eriksen suffered sudden cardiac arrest. As a result of observing their processes and talking to their doctors, mm-hmm. their, uh, they changed a designation to make a code leader for every game. And this was also added to the 60-minute meeting prior to every NFL game. So they know, like, prior to every NFL game, there's somebody designated to be that code leader in a cardiac arrest situation. So this is, like, something that just changed, um, and it could have saved this guy's life. 
It's incredible. Like, I think and most the, likely did. The NFL, t- they took a lot of flack for like whether or not they had to warm up for five minutes or whatever. I feel like sometimes people are just searching for a boogeyman. They want to they find something to hate in those moments. For sure. Like, can we just give the NFL, can we give them credit? Because they, they had a plan. Yeah. I, and, and, they, and, and, the, and it got executed. Yeah, it's amazing. The people in place did a great job. For something we've never seen before, Dustin. They knew instantly, and they were able to get it all figured out and set. And I know that like, some people might be listening, and they're like, well, that was their job. That's what they're supposed to do. Do you know how many different things can happen on an NFL field for them to have to know and be prepared and then to be able to run on the field in that mm-hmm. instant, in that moment, and be able to just get it done? It's incredible. execute that that quickly. I mean, it's just amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about uh, DeMar Hamlin asking whether or not they won the game? What a football guy move that is, huh? Yeah, I mean, look, the guy's been like in a coma for the last couple of days. Um, I think that that speaks to the fact that he's got some awareness, right? I mean, yes. That's, that's a positive he sign. He knew he was playing in a game, which I think is great. He fo- knew he was playing football. I know he can't speak yet, but I mean, it, it still seems that that's, that's a positive sign, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. He's not like, what's my name? Who am I? Like, he woke up and he's like, yo, I play for the Bills. Do we win? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I think that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I want to talk to you about Kevin Stefanski. I heard you guys talking a little bit about uh, the play calling. My contention on this has always been, I don't believe Kevin Stefanski will give up the play calling at all. It just isn't going to happen. And, and the reason why I believe he won't is because I believe Kevin Stefanski thinks he's elite at play calling. I believe he thinks that he got the job because people mm-hmm. perceive him to be elite at play calling. And anytime you think that you're tied to something like that, it's very hard to give that up. And I know we don't look at Kevin Stefanski as being stubborn, but sometimes when you have too much evidence flying in the face of that, you just have to admit that maybe he's a little bit stubborn. But I like this stubbornness from Kevin Stefanski because if he truly does believe that he's elite at play calling, you want to play with the shiny toy that is Deshaun Watson, and you then believe that you are the best person to do so. Yeah, but you also want to keep your job. I believe... And I think you also have to realize and, and take into consideration that, hey, maybe sometimes... This whole head coaching thing's maybe a little bit more difficult than people think. To be able to to wear that many hats and to to call plays, to manage a game, to know exactly what's going on. And I joke about this all the time, but it's it's not like there, there I think there is some truth to it. Like when you're buried in that playbook or that play sheet mm-hmm. for the entire game, it's just like looking at your phone. You know, you're walking in the street, you look at the phone, and all the next thing you know, you're running to a wall. You know, or I'm like, gambling on my phone as a game's going on, and then yeah, I'm like, wait, I mean, what I'm, happened? I'm being a little sarcastic when I say that, but I mean, I, I get what I, you're I, saying. I think you sort of lack kind it, of awareness it's, it's of what's anyone, going on around you. Dustin, it's anyone that's ever uh, scrolled Twitter while watching a Browns game. You miss a play. You miss a play. It happens. You're you're caught up in something. You're you're watching. You're you're seeing everyone's reaction, and then you're like, wait. How did we get to third down? We were just what happened? How did we we were yeah, just we were just first and ten? How are we at third and two now? It's not just that. Like anytime you're sitting on the couch and you're watching, you could be watching an episode of Game of Thrones, and you're like, "What I miss?" Because I was looking at Twitter. That shows was, easy. That shows easy to miss a lot of things, though. Well, whatever. I don't want to watch that show. You know, actually, I don't watch it either. Um, I know it's an incredibly hard watch because some of the scenes are really dark, though. Yeah, the final season sucked. And to how many people told me the final season sucked was the reason why I'll never go and watch it. The disappointment people had for the final season, that alone, I'll never watch Game That's of Thrones. That's why? Well, I'm not a big dragon guy either. Yeah, I'm not a dragon guy. I'm not a dragon guy. I like practical things. I'm not a dragon guy. I, it's just never been who I am. So I won't do it because of that. Okay. It's part of the reason. But I believe Kevin Stefanski thinks he's elite. And I believe that Kevin Stefanski, and I like this about Kevin Stefanski, 
I like that in his mind, there is not a person that is better at calling plays than Kevin Stefanski. And so why would you ever give that up? And I do think you're like, oh, well, hey, I mean, at some point, if it's going to cost him his job, I believe Kevin Stefanski would rather not be a head coach if it meant giving up the play calling. I believe he'd rather just not be a head coach. Really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Why? I think because he gets he gets his joy out of the play calling. He he gets his joy out of the scheming. He gets well, his joy out of being something that he I'd is. I get my joy out of that paycheck. Well, and again, that's another thing though. Like at some point, you do make enough money where you're like, okay, I, I, if this is what it is, it's what it is. You know, like think about like the Frank Sinatra song. Like we did it my way, right? Like we celebrate the hell out of that song. This is Stefanski just doing it his way, and people just want to hate on it. What? I prefer the Usher version. The Usher version, my way. Yeah, how's that go? Uh, I'm not a singer. You want to sing that for me? No. How's that go? Come on. No, I'm You're not. halfway there. No, I'm not halfway Now there. you don't want to sing? Uh, I don't I don't like to sing on the air unless I definitely feel like I can sing it. You don't you don't think you got it? I don't have it. You don't have it. I mean, I have it, but I don't have it. I think you got it and you just Usher's don't want to do really it. Usher's a really tough guy to sing. Can you give me an Usher Usher, but not like the way I did it, like a real Usher way? No. I got nothing. Man. I got nothing for you. Man, the fun burglar today. Yeah, sorry about that. That's maybe all right. maybe we'll, we'll bounce back with some Usher. All right. Uh, we are going to have Brian McFadden coming up in 20 minutes. I want to hear from you guys at 216-578-0092. Should Stefanski give up the play calling? Are you buying into my logic that I genuinely do believe Stefanski, he thinks he's great at play calling and just will never give it up. People calling for him to give it up, you're shouting against the wind. It's not going to happen. Let's talk to Brian McFadden. Of course, won two Super Bowls with the Steelers. Teammate of Ryan Clark, uh, obviously you played for a million years, and uh, we appreciate you giving a a few moments. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate you. Man, thank you for having me. Uh, I guess since we're talking about tomorrow, let's start there. Just your reactions when you saw everything, and and obviously you get the news today that uh, looks like everything's headed in the right direction. Uh, my reaction probably was the same as everyone else's. You know, you went from being, oh, that's a routine play, something we see all the time in the game of football, to being overly concerned and afraid. Um, my fear, uh, my fear jumped right in when I saw the ambulance come on the stadium, uh, come on the field and then heard they were administrating CPR. Um, that really freaked me out. Um, I was extremely scared for him, his family, um, just the game of football in totality on that stage. And, yes, I'm so excited to hear that, you know, he's making some positive steps. We know it's a long road to victory, but he's in the beginning of the first quarter, and he's definitely in the red zone. Brian, you think as, as, a, as a former player – um, these guys and who are current players, you know, get this positive news today, and uh, hopefully they get more positive news as we head into the weekend. This will sort of help them get back on the field and get in the right state of mind to actually play the games. No question, no question. It's not just about the guys who play with, you know, Hamlin in Buffalo. I think it's it's safe to say that's the the vibe throughout the NFL, and that's why it would have been extremely difficult for the players to go back to battle in that ball game, not knowing the status of their brother. You know, anytime we see a guy get caught off the field, you know, regardless of what happened, usually that guy gives us a thumbs up to assure all of us, you know what, I'm down, but I'm not out, and I'm going to be okay. And in that situation, you didn't see anything. You know, for us to hear that he was being administered CPR, it hit us really hard. Just imagine how it hit the guys that were on the field watching that. So no question, they couldn't go back to play that night, and I'm glad they canceled the game for this week. But hearing he's taking steps in the right direction, it boosts the morale of everyone that's associated with the NFL that has some type of game activity this week. You know what? Now we have a look 
a little bit of ease in regards to concern and what's going on to hear that he's making some type of positive strides makes everybody feel better. Brian, switching over to the Browns, uh, obviously big game against uh, your Steelers this weekend. We'll get to the Kenny Pickett. We'll talk about the Steelers in a moment. But from a Browns perspective, what have you liked out of what you've seen out of Deshaun Watson, if you liked anything at all? I haven't liked anything. To whom much is given, much is expected. And I understand Deshaun has been away from the game for a long time, over a year, almost two years. But at some point in time, the flair that he, he displayed in Houston has to be on display at some point in time. Deshaun Watson has been really bad. And it's, and it's the thing about this situation, it seems like, and I'm, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, the running game was better without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, it, it was. Feels, Chubb had a better week this last week, but before that, you're right. Yeah, Chubb was, was and I'm not saying Deshaun is preventing the running game from being what it was early in the year, but something is off. So my early imp- my impressions of Deshaun, I- I- I've been disappointed, to say the least. So we look at this last Steelers game, and we look at Deshaun's body of work for this year, and obviously you- you've not been impressed. I-, I really haven't been impressed with with a lot of what he's done. I thought the last two quarters against the, the Washington-, Washington Commanders was better. Um, but I think he's got a lot to prove in this game. You know, it's it's Stefanski, it's it's Deshaun Watson. It's like, what do we have going forward that's going to give us some hopes, some expectations going into next season? Uh, how big do you think this game is for not only Deshaun, but Kevin Stefanski as head coach? I think it's big for both. Extremely big for, for Kevin Stefanski because just a year ago, he was getting all the praise, right? Especially, what, two years ago when he got to the playoffs and he beat the Steelers. His rookie season, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was his rookie year. But now when you look at what they did to improve the team um, and feeling like they have an opportunity to get into the playoffs, even with Jacoby Brissett, you still like their chances, right? And just the letdown in coaching, situational football has been questioned, clock management has been questioned. There's been a disappointment. And I can tell you this much. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you guys have went through a lot in regards to disappointment, letdown, and heartache and heartbreak. But this is a year where you felt like we have a shot to do something that can be relevant. If the Pittsburgh Steelers get into the playoffs and the Browns don't, <laughs> that window that you guys, the Browns, thought they had that was open is no longer there. Because I can tell you this much, with Pittsburgh, they're ascending in a good direction. They're going in the right direction. We know who Cincinnati is. They're not slowing down anytime soon. Baltimore is Baltimore. They're all, they will always be a relevant-type team. But just in the division alone, it's, it, it might be a thought of moving forward. The Browns will always be that fourth-best team in the division based on what we're seeing and based on the potential from what we believe will happen with all the teams that are currently in the NFC North. So this is a huge game for, for Kevin because – Deshaun can have a letdown. He can be bad against Pittsburgh. He's going to be there next year in Cleveland. He has leverage. Kevin Stefanski does not have the same leverage. How many games into next year do you feel like it would take for the Browns to just pull the cord on Stefanski? Because I'm under the assumption he's coming back next year. But if it doesn't get going right away, does he get halfway through the season? Does he get the full year? What do you think? No, man. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, in the first seven ball games, they're two and five. Or, th- or, th- or three and four. Mm-hmm. Two and five for sure, he's probably gone. Two and five. So he goes into next season, and if your assumption is correct, he is the head coach moving forward for 2023. His seat is hot already. He has no room for error. 
Okay, Brian McFadden joining us here. I'm just surprised. I, I'm surprised because I, you know, you mentioned how the Steelers you feel like are on like an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of Browns fans, this was not the year that we all wanted, but I feel like in the back of our minds, we, we have a very wait till next year approach. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot to be positive about with this team in moving forward with next year. I don't get the sense that you're seeing a lot of that positivity though. I don't because how can this team really drastically get better? You don't have any resources because you traded away a lot of picks to go get Deshaun Watson. Right, I don't know mm-hmm, where yeah. you guys are in regards to cap cap space. Little cap but, space, but no no first round picks. No first round picks. So when you look at the division alone, Cincinnati is going to be a team that's going to be a main contributor in regards to playoff contention. I think the same can be said for Buff, uh, Baltimore with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is going to get better with their young quarterback. They're going to get better. If you're Cleveland and just knowing the history of your organization, the window of opportunity was there. The window is not as open as it was two years ago. I don't think so. I think everything is starting to close down because you remember Kevin Stefanski's rookie year when you guys got to the playoffs and you beat Pittsburgh in the first round. Cincinnati was not the Cincinnati that we're seeing right now. So that takes away in regards to a spot that you could have had in the division is going to Cincinnati. Now, Lamar Jackson, will he be with Baltimore next year? We don't know, but let's, for sake of argument, assume that Baltimore will have Lamar Jackson. That's another spot. So now I might be a little biased, but one thing I know about Pittsburgh and Cleveland, if you don't have a dog in the race, which team do you trust more regardless who's playing, regardless who's coaching? The Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no question. No question. Brian McFadden with us, CBS Sports, former Steeler, Super Bowl champion with us. Um, Brian, I want to circle back to Deshaun just for another minute here. Do you think this will end up being a mistake for the Browns? No, I don't think so. I think because he's such a great talent, I think he will get back to being closer to what we saw in Houston than what we saw this year, I think. But then you also have to factor in, what if he, does, what if he don't get back to being that type player? Is there enough surrounding him to be able to take up some of the slack? So I think, no question, this was a bad year, a disappointing year, because even without Deshaun Watson, you still felt like you would have a fighting chance. You felt like you would, when everything was said and done without Deshaun missing the games that he missed, hypothetically speaking, if you had to rank where you probably would finish, the Cleveland Browns in the division, you'd probably say no worse than third. Right? Yeah, that's it's fair. Safe, it, right? right? I, mean, I think that was, that's fair. But now seeing you did your you're last, and you might have three teams from your division getting to the playoffs, and you're, and you're not one, with the bad play that we've seen from Pittsburgh on offensive side of football and in quarterback and everything like that, they're still finding a way to win ball games. That's the concern. But to answer your question, I believe Deshaun Watson will get back similar to what we saw in Houston that warranted him getting traded for what he got traded for to go back to Cleveland. So you mentioned the offensive struggles for the Steelers. I I can't find much that Kenny Pickett does well. I know the past couple games he's had the drives at the very end. Do you feel like Mike Tomlin is just not unleashing the quarterback until the very end of the game like some in Pittsburgh media have suggested? Or do you feel like he's just having growing pains and it's just his rookie season and they're just going to have to see this one through? Man, that's a good question because going back to that last game-winning drive against um, two weeks ago against – who was it they played in? Pittsburgh before Baltimore. Uh, Raiders. The Raiders, like the Raiders drive, game, yeah. That drive, he looked real good. And then looking at last week's game against the Ravens, the last, I'm like, what are we doing? I don't know what they're calling during the last drive of games when you need a touchdown, but they need to implement that during the first three quarters. 
Because in the entire fourth quarter against the Raiders, he looked more comfortable. He looked more explosive. The offense was clicking. So I don't know exactly what is causing an increase in production from the quarterback in game-winning type situations. But whatever it is, they need to do that for the first three quarters. But one thing I'm liking from Kenny Pickett is growth. He has grown a lot since his first few starts to currently where he is right now. So that's a plus, and that's a big-time reason to be optimistic for the Pittsburgh Steelers and moving forward. Last one, Brian. What would you do with the playoff seeding now that uh, we've had everything kind of thrown completely around? I see Albert Breer tweeting out a few minutes ago, the idea the NFL is discussing with the team is seeding by win percentage with the AFC title game at a neutral site. Would you be in favor of that? I'm okay with that. I think that is as fair as possible, considering how important that Cincinnati-Buffalo game was going to be. So if a neutral site game is needed, I think all parties that are involved would be okay with that based on the unexpected event that took place. Brian McFadden, great stuff. We appreciate you as always and appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Hey, before I go, yeah. hey, Fox. Yo, what's up, B? What happened? Saturday night. <laughs> well, when you give up 15 points in seven plays in the fourth quarter, that's a problem. That's a problem. It is. But also, too, I know you guys got to get me off. But that last drive, Ryan Day has to do a better job. Get, get, at least clock management. Yeah, and, get, and give your field goal kicker a better are. opportunity, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and what you where you need to be to have a makeable field goal. Agreed. That situation was mind-boggling for me. No, well. Don't worry, it ruined my New Year's, so thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Fox, my bad, but I know you're a Buckeye, yeah. man, number 37 with the high white spat. I used to enjoy watching <laughs> you out there, my guy. My seminal. Love you, brother. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Good stuff. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you. Fascinating stuff by, by Brian. I can understand where he's coming from. And listen, if you're watching from afar and not watching every single play and seeing how this team you know, grows or whatever, you can you can gather that it's not going great. And you lose to the Saints, you know, you, 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 I mean, the Texans game was, thank God we had defensive scores, Mm -hmm. right? And of course the Ravens game was, was a bit of a ugly game that you win. And and then, you know, the commanders game, he played well in the second half. It's been up and down. It's been up and down. I feel like there was so much positivity Mm -hmm. after the game. And I don't know, maybe that was just people winning their bets or maybe just because the first half went so bad. And people were so down to have the second half go the way that it did. But when you peel it back a little bit and piece by piece, and I want to hear from you guys at 216-578-0092 if you believe what Brian McFadden has to say. And I do believe there's a touch of what he had to say that I think we all believe in and that we haven't seen the very best of Deshaun Watson. We still need to see more from Deshaun Watson. 100%. But in that second half, he did just complete six passes. He, in totality, completed 50% of his passes. And three of those were touchdowns. And that matters. You well, can also run. you can also make a case that uh, the 46 yarder with Amari Cooper was a lot of Amari Cooper doing work, and you can also make a case on the other two. It's not like the guys were blanketed or anything like that; they were pretty wide open. True, but to be fair, if Tom Brady throws a, a, a screen for a touchdown, no one's like, "Well, the receiver did all the work." I mean, well, and so I think this is where we kind of have to we have to ham and egg it a little bit, right? Like right. we have to understand that I think in the Raiders game, I thought he unfairly got criticized for having a bad box score. I was like, yeah, okay, it's not great, but you had to watch the game and you had to see the drops. You had to see the DPJ drop. You had to see the Njoku drop. You had to see the Amari Cooper drop for you to really get a perspective on how that game went. This game, I think, went in the other direction. Yeah. Where I feel like if you just looked at the box score and wanted to talk about how great he was, you're not getting the full idea of what really happened. 
Ultimately, though, Dustin, I feel like he looked like a top 15 quarterback. Not a top five quarterback, but a top 15 quarterback. And there is no way Deshaun Watson would tell you that 168 yards, three touchdowns, 12 touchdowns, doesn't matter, 168 yards on 50% completion percentage? No way he's feeling good about that. How could you? You can't, especially coming from a guy. you're, You're happy you won the game. You're happy with the performance. I mean, he, he only threw 18 passes in the game. So it's like he controls the play calls. Yeah, Washington did have that second quarter drive that went like 12 minutes. It was long. like 11 minutes. That did chunk into a lot of what he could do for sure. Yeah. But I went back and I looked. And in 2020, when he was with Houston, when the, the year that he had 4,800 yards passing, did something that only three other quarterbacks in NFL history have done within 4,500 plus yards passing, fewer than 10 interceptions, lead the league in yards per passing attempt. He had one game where he threw for under 168 yards. And it was 163 against the Browns. Weird game. It was like a 10-7 to 7 final or whatever it was. Yeah. It was a weird game, right? right. Like, but he was throwing and putting up yards in bunches. Why he's not doing that here right now, I'm not entirely sure. What do you see? Uh, I, I see a guy that looks a little rusty. I see a guy that's trying to figure out a new system. I th- see a guy that's trying to, to start playing football in the middle of December. You know, which is not the most ideal time to to come back from not playing for two years. It's not ideal conditions. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I just think that, that you have to consider that it it's going to take a little bit more time than maybe we thought. Is haven't liked anything? Those are the words from Brian McFadden. Is haven't liked anything just a little yeah, bit I mean, too a little, harsh? A little harsh, I think. Yeah. Is that Steelers bias poking through? Maybe like maybe uh, he's just having fun with it. Because he knows that we're down a little bit. But I don't get the impression that we're down. I don't know about you guys. Like, he made it seem like the sky was falling and the Steelers are pointing upward and we're pointing downward. I don't know about you, Dustin. I don't get that same impression. And let me know if I'm wrong at 216-578-0092. We'll get to Pete Futek coming up at 420. But, Dustin, the way I'm looking at next year, like, next year is the time to shine. I'm not looking at it like we just got kicked in the chandelier all year and we're down. I, I, I could see how someone would look at it that way. I'm not looking at it that way. How are you looking at it? I'm looking at it like... Next year's our time to shine. Next year's our opportunity to get everything in order. And next year's when we start to go off to the races. I'm not looking well, at it like we're all of a sudden, uh, you know, the worst in the AFC North. And we're, it's like this big, massive uphill battle. Yeah. I don't think we're that far away. I really don't. I hope we're not that far away. My, cons- my biggest concern, and I've said this all along, is that we go into next season and Stefanski starts the year on the hot seat. And if things do not get off to a good start in the, the month of September then you're going to then start having phone calls and sports talk radio and everything's going to be all about fire Stefanski. Because we know Deshaun Watson's not going anywhere. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting, though. Coming from Brian McFadden, he was the guy that says if they start 2-5, and five, Kevin Stefanski's gone. Why I say it's mm. interesting is what record did the Steelers start off this year? 2-6, and six, right? 2-6, and six, exactly yeah. right. Like, and Mike Tomlin was able to turn it around and do a playoff appearance. So, like, Brian McFadden's going to go ahead and write Kevin Stefanski's red slip and poke it and just, you know, put it in his office at 2-5. and five. But Mike Tomlin, and we know Mike Tomlin obviously has a better track record than Kevin Stefanski. I'm not saying anything like that. But, Kevin, the way Mike Tomlin has turned around this season should tell everybody out there that you don't just give up on a year that way. Right. Whether it's 2-5, and five, whether it's 2-6, and six, you can claw back in. I mean, what the Steelers have done, it's not like Kenny Pickett has been so amazing that they've been winning games offensively. Right. Their offensive line has improved in recent weeks. I 100%. think we can agree on that. 100%. You know, I like Warren, that running back they have outside of uh, Najee Harris. I think they've done a really good job. But, like, defensively with T.J. Watt back in the equation, that's why the Steelers are winning the games that they are. 
Yeah, Minka. I mean, they've got dudes that, that are are really good on that defense. They play sound football. Even when they like turn the ball over and Pickett has has been sacked a ton, he's turned the ball over a ton. They still play pretty good complimentary ball. And what do they do? They play well in the fourth quarter. They're a well-coached team. Mm-hmm. When it matters the most, coaches like Harbaugh, coaches like Tomlin, they get it done. There's a reason why, you know, this week he's playing for his streak of 500 records, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just what he does. They've won five out of the last six after starting two and six. Yep. I won't be so quick to call for Stefanski's head if they start two and five, though. I won't. I think you, if you if you have him be the opening week head coach, you see that through the whole entire year. Don't be so reactionary would be uh, what I'd recommend. Two one six five seven eight double nine two. Dale up next on the fan. Hello, Dale. Hey, what's up? What's up, Dale? Hey, How man. are you, man? Hey, so you guys are asking why do we think that Deshaun Watson's not really putting up the passing numbers that he's been with Houston? But on the other hand, everybody always asks why aren't we running the ball with Chubb? Why aren't we running the ball with Chubb? It's it's a catch-22. You want him to pass more and get his passing numbers back up, but you also want to run the ball with Chubb and Kareem Hunt 30 times a game. I think it's a double-edged sword there. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think what type of game you're having matters in a lot of this, right? Right. So I feel like last week when you – or even two weeks ago is a better example, right? Two weeks ago – uh, you know, Nick Chubb ran the ball 24 times. Everyone's still like, well, it's negative degrees and the wind chill, it, you know, 50 mile per hour winds. I don't care that it's 24 times. And that's more than he's ran at any point this year. He should have gone 35 times. And maybe you'd be right. Maybe you'd be wrong. Yeah. But I feel like it matters with each passing week that way based off of whether or not we judge. But overall, you're right. There's going to have to be a flip from the fan mindset to uh, we want to see Nick Chubb run the ball more to now we have Deshaun Watson, so we want to see him pass the ball more. Because when Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback, running the ball more was the right idea. Now with Deshaun Watson as quarterback, running the ball, even with Nick Chubb, is not the right idea. Yeah. That's fair. So just a flipping of the mindset, Dale. Very fair. Okay. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Thank that you was a call. that was a gentleman's agreement right there. We all like shook hands graciously and was like, "Okay, we get a very fair response." Okay, very, very fair response by you. Where's my tenacity out of you guys today? I'm getting phone calls about 1950s playbooks. Oh my god, we had a caller earlier wanted uh, us to go back to the Otto Graham playbook. All sorts of things today. Jeez Louise. I tell you, you know, they, they make you go to the Knights and, and you love going to the Knights. It's yep. overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Please tune in and uh, use the Odyssey Rewind function. Go back and listen. Shameless plug number 77 of the show today. And, uh, you know, you think the night guys, they're going to throw you for the curveballs. No, 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 no. It's afternoon drive that has all the wackos today. That's right. I like it. But we had a very gentleman agreement there. That's fun. 216-578-0092. Isaac up next in the fan. Hello, Isaac. Hey, hey guys. How you doing? What's up, Isaac? How are you, buddy? I think think you guys are so unfair trying to judge this guy with the half a season. I think Dustin said that, you know, he he hasn't had the – the, the Wernthal to have a camp up under him. But I was going to ask you guys, you take two years off of your job, a sports radio uh, job here, and you try to run the board. when They give you a new board, and they give you a new producer, give you new everything, and you come right back in after you've been off two years. Do you, 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 are you going to be the same? I think I would sparkle, no. Isaac. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no, you're not going to be the same. You're not going to be the same. You're going to – Not buying uh, it? Not buying it. No, not buying it. No, not buying no it. I no. think we all agree, right? Two years off for anything in any position in anything in right. life, it's going to hurt you, of course. So why, why do you expect him to come back like he was when he was with Houston? You're talking as if he needs to come back throwing for three, 400 yards. Uh, first and foremost, 
um, he has to learn the offense. You have to give him a chance. I mean, uh, and I don't even want to bring up other quarterbacks, but like I said, the best example is you. You do that. You 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 leave. Yeah, but I, Isaac, I do feel like ESPN and and do ESPN, and I bet you would have to take a little learning curve. There'd be a learning curve, that. Isaac, but I I would bet that if I did it every day for six weeks, like Deshaun Watson has, if I don't have no. it by if I don't have no. it by six weeks, I'm never getting it back. As Dustin, as Dustin, as Dustin, uh, can I? Ask Were you? Dustin? Are you? I mean, well, I mean, hey, listen, I, I've, I'm I've, my shoes I've, I've, I've done games for nine years. Dustin. It took me several right, years right, to, down, to get halfway decent at it. So yeah, it does take time. No one's saying it doesn't. Right. But you also take an off you you have a whole off season every single time mm-hmm. that football season hits mm-hmm. for you doing your games on ESPN, right? And that yeah. very first game that you do back, I don't know, maybe you're a little rusty. I don't you Definitely tell me. a little rusty when I come back. You can't sure. be rusty 6 weeks in though. No, that's accurate. You're not having that job. You don't get to be on ESPN like that that's, if you that, uh, if you're still rusty after 6 weeks. That's true. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 